0: Welcome back to the Digital Killed the Radio Star Podcast. As always, this is David. I'm back in Memphis with my buddy Chris. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good, man. So are you, are you Are you like a new roommate now? I think so. Uh, it's about a three-hour drive up here, and I'm, I'm uh, spending a lot of my income getting up here. But we're going to have a good time this week. Um, as you know, we've had uh, Todd Poole on here and Rick Rule uh, the last couple of weeks, and we've been promoting the uh, Rock Haven concert in South Haven, Mississippi for Rock 103's 40th anniversary on October the 28th, and uh, when we had Todd over here, he was telling us about a young band that uh, that he is helping out, and uh, they are called Under the Radar, and when I say young, they're young, uh, 15, 14, and 13, and uh, these kids are very talented, and they're going to be one of the bands opening up uh, the Rock Haven concert with Brett Michaels and uh, Tor Tor and Roxy Blue. And every mother's nightmare so uh, without further ado I want to welcome Zeke Matt and Ryan to the digital kill the radio star podcast how you guys doing good, good. we're we're really glad to have y'all uh, Todd has really talked you up and uh, Chris and I have been watching YouTube videos preparing for this and uh, you got when I was 13 I got uh, a PV guitar and took two years of lessons and uh, when I was done, I maybe could play G, C, and D. So uh, you guys are definitely uh, further ahead than, than Chris and I ever have been uh, in, in our playing. I don't ability. think I've advanced a whole lot since I was 13, 14, maybe right. a little. Right. I would have loved to have been this talented at age 13, but that didn't happen. So uh, we have, uh, every time we have somebody on here, we always ask them the same two questions. So um, we'll just go around the table. Uh, what's your earliest memory of music and who was your first uh, band or artist that, you know, really kind of hooked you in uh, to really loving music?
1: Right, uh, so like my first memory of music, that's what you said, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, um, I remember, I remember um, really, I guess just church is probably like the first... Real memory I have of uh, actually watching people perform, um, because I would be in the big service, and when the band would play, my dad would be like, "Hey, look at the drummer! The drummer's freaking awesome! Look <laughs> at him!" And so I was—I would always just like it was almost like I was wired to just look at the drummer. Um, so I think that's where a lot of my influence
2: came was just from in the big room during church. So yeah, you- um, my first. First encounter with music, uh, my dad, um, my parents both are real big rock fans, mm-hmm. so I mean, um, that and a little bit of country, you know, because we're in the south, you know, Tipton County that's where I came from, and, uh, <clears throat> and there's a song called uh, Living in Fast Forward by Kenny Chesney, mm-hmm. and oh lord, I-, I was in preschool and I would jam to that song almost every day. My parents probably got tired of it, but uh, yeah. And then my biggest uh, musical influences that came along with that uh, started going into blues, hard blues rock-ish, and uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan.
0: Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. Matt?
2: Um,
3: My earliest memory of music was probably Guitar Hero. I was a big fan of Guitar Hero. I was probably playing when I was seven years old. And also, my family. My dad plays drums and my brother plays guitar, and I always remember them playing in the background while I'm playing either Guitar Hero or just watching TV. And the real band that got me into picking up a bass and playing it was Van
0: Halen. <laughs> yeah, you and. Uh, Still influence to <laughs> this day. Yeah, you uh, and about 5 million other people. Um, so, Van Halen, big influence on you, Stevie Ray Vaughn, and who, who was one of your big influences? Uh,
1: well, probably the Foo Fighters uh, is probably my biggest because the song "Pretender" that they sing—that mm-hmm. was the song that made me wanted to wanted that made me want to start playing drums um, because my dad downloaded the Greatest Hits album that they had on our computer, and so I would listen to that like every day after school and stuff.
0: So, so uh, big I, Taylor I, Hawkins fan.
1: Oh yeah, I, I love Taylor Hawkins. He's insane. He's
0: awesome. He's fun to watch drum. Yeah,
1: he's he's like animal.
0: Well, and and you can just, tell he enjoys it. Like it's yeah. not just a it's not just a job. I mean he he really enjoys it. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a tremendous drummer. Are you guys all on your first
4: instruments? Your your instrument of choice? Was there anything first? Like did you go guitar first, or just out of curiosity?
3: No, I picked up a bass.
4: Okay, I've always just wondered, you know, because most people are drawn to a guitar. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's what I, I feel like anyway. So it's always
0: it's always interesting to how somebody got what hooked them into bass guitar so we were looking at uh, some of the songs you guys play on, during your shows on YouTube and everything and it seems like you're, you're very influenced by classic rock are there any like newer bands more modern bands that you guys listen to or is it mainly you know older older bands
2: um, me personally I like Linkin Park okay. Linkin Park's cool for me um, one of my main, you know, vocal influences nowadays, you know, R.I.P. Chester Bennington.
0: Okay. So. Yeah, he uh, he had a set of pipes on him. That is for sure. sure. Yeah. What are, What are the other guys? Who, um,
3: yeah. I like Shine Down a lot.
0: Okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, Memphis boy here, uh, mm-hmm. Zach Myers in Shine Down.
1: Yeah, uh, I, would have, I would probably have to say Lincoln Park uh, is one of my big ones, and I also really like. I guess if you would consider Foo Fighters somewhat new. I, I mean, I know
4: they are kind of old, but... I still look at crazy. them as a yeah, new... I, yeah, I still I mean, look I at them, I do. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's.
4: yeah, well, the thing is, it's just not. It's, it seems like with radio now, I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it's just, it, there's not... It's Katy Perry, it's Taylor Swift, yeah. it's hip-hop. Yeah. We came up with rock. I mean, it was all over. I mean, we had our classic rock that we all... I mean, we had the obligatory Led Zeppelin that everybody goes through. We had... I mean, we were into all that kind of stuff, but when we were coming up, it was Motley Crue... It was rats. It was these guitar-oriented bands, yeah. you know. So, I, just kind of curious, you know. It, that's why I asked the question. You know, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of that these days. So, yeah. You got to get creative to find it. I mean, yeah. I guess it's out there. It's just not in the mainstream.
1: It almost seems like the media tries to hide rock music because, because yeah. I mean, like back then and stuff, that like the radio was filled with rock music. But now it's like you have to almost go out of your way to explore
0: rock music and that's the thing it is still there but you're right you have to look for it and one of the things we were talking about on our podcast last week we talked about obviously Tom Petty Mm -hmm. there's nobody coming up that can replace these people like Tom Petty and David Bowie and Prince Mm -hmm. you know there's just there's not these larger than life you know uh, figures but uh, it's very refreshing you know you guys being so young but liking like Stevie Ray Vaughan I mean that's um, that definitely bodes well for the for the future of uh, of rock music. When you because so much of the stuff now, I mean, you guys are a million times better musicians than we ever would be. So much of the stuff now is just so cookie cutter, and you know, get to the get to the course and you know, it's so overproduced with the stuff like Katy Perry and like Beyonce. Like that year that she was up for the Grammy versus Beck. Beck played every. Um, instrument on the album and wrote and there were something like 200 people that contributed to Beyonce's album you know so uh, that's impressive I do want to uh, I forgot to mention this when we started I want to give everybody how to find you guys um, utrtheband.com is the website you can get them on twitter at utrtheband utrmemphis instagram the uh, new album that we're going to talk we'll be talking about is called So Alive the new single is called Boom and uh, the Facebook page is Under the Radar at Memphis, and you can get all the information that you need on these guys and uh, how to get when the album comes out and, and the single boom. Um, but we were kind of wondering, how did you guys find each other? Did y'all know each other beforehand? Or
2: Yeah, um, we went to a music school called School of Rock. Um, it's here locally in Germantown. Um, me and Ron played shows together, uh, kind of worked our way up through their rankings, you could say, in School of Rock together, and um, yeah, and uh, I wouldn't say I got bored of it, it's just I think um, everyone around me was kind of pushing me to do more, more and more, and so, you know, the next thing from learning music is to start writing music right. and playing with other people a lot more than it was in School of Rock, <clears throat> and so I called up Ron because, I mean, he was he was in my Rock 101 class, and that's like your beginner class. Right. And so I was like, I knew him from day one, and I wanted to jam with him. And so uh, uh, my dad called his mom, and, you know, we got together, and, uh, just, yeah, man, we to play in a band. And so uh, I could sing at the time. You know, I would say I've gotten a lot better. Um, so I was, what's the force? But I wanted to be a singer, too. Um, but we needed a bass player, so we met this guy named Bob Osher. Um He knows Matt. And we played in Millington together, and then we kind of joined forces.
4: So what comes next? You, you said you were playing with School of Rock. How did you first start playing gigs? Did you have to go the, the old school route playing, you know, parties or, you know, friends parties? Or nah, I, mean, I mean, or is it straight? Because it seems like you guys kind of went straight into playing yeah. real gigs. You know, it seems like you skipped the whole back, mm-hmm. the, yeah. you know, backyard party thing. Right.
2: And the, the big thing for us is our support system. You know, shout out to our parents. Um they're uh, very uh, sub- supportive, but they understand what we're trying to do, you know, and they, they've seen it take off, and they I think they're pretty much 100% into this, so. I mean, I personally, because what had happened was, my grandfather had given me an opportunity to get a guitar for me, and I was kind of hesitant about it at first. Um, I, didn't, you know, I didn't really take up his offer. And then I watched the movie School of Rock with Jack Black and I was like, Oh crap, I kinda wanna do this now. <laughs> and so and little did I know there was a School of Rock opening in Germantown near my birthday. So my parents, you know, for my birthday they were like, you know what, we got you these guitar lessons, go check it out. And the rest is history. And we kinda just went through that and there wasn't any, you know, low moments and real so, quick, I'm
4: real quick. Is anybody still anybody still taking yeah. lessons? Or have y'all kind of gone yeah, past that stage I, now? Uh, <clears <clears throat> throat>
2: throat>
1: yeah, uh, I mean, I because when I was with School Rocking with him, uh, when he dropped out of the program, I was still doing it. Um, but I decided to. I recently dropped out of the program like a year ago because I wanted to uh, pretty much focus like the majority of my time into Under the Radar. Um, but I still take lessons now uh, with this guy. He's a he's a really good buddy of mine and. He teaches me how to play a lot, so I, I still take lessons. but
0: Okay. So um, Matt, when was you when was y'all's first first time y'all made money? Your first paid gig?
3: Ooh, uh, right. Because we started the band in August of 2014, and the Christmas of 2014, there is a person that wanted to play a private warehouse gig. was having a party. And there was, like, this, they had, like, this big stage. Well, actually, it wasn't even very big. It was, like, a medium-sized stage. And we got picked up in a limo to go there, which is the coolest thing ever because we'd only been a band for, like, four months. And we were, like, wow, this is so cool. So it was a Christmas-themed party. We all wore hats. We got there, and they said they were going to pay us, like, $200. And that was, and we both, we all three of us got probably, like, 50 a piece and the rest went to the band fund but after that gig we were like well wow, that was really cool we just went to gig in the limo we wore santa hats on the way you know we got paid that was probably the coolest thing we've ever done in our life so far
0: man i look you getting 50 bucks when you're 12 years old you know that's yeah Five <laughs> was a big deal <laughs> yeah yeah all right so um Chris and I, like I said, I'm I'm 41 and Chris is, is just turned 40. We grew up, like we said, in, in a time when Tor, Tor and Roxy Blue and every mother's nightmare were just ruling it around here, you know. And um, we're we're both huge fans of Roxy Blue. And we met Todd about a month or so ago at the uh, at a podcast convention, mm-hmm. and we've had him on here twice now. We've done about three hours worth of interviews with him, and. We just we we love interviewing him. We love talking to him. He's just a great guy, and he has really talked you guys, you know, talked you guys up. And I was just wondering, how did y'all how did y'all come to cross paths with him?
1: Well, um, Matt's dad over here, uh, Mr. Bobby, he actually grew up grew up with Todd uh, when he was younger. I think ever since they were four, um, they grew up with each other in the same neighborhood. And um, uh, Todd or he asked Todd if he wanted to maybe, like, come in and meet us and just talk to us and maybe be our songwriter, our temporary songwriter. And so Todd came in, and we practiced with him for about, like, two hours or so. And um, when we were done with that, I guess Todd really liked us, and eventually, uh, as we kept on working with him, he became our full-time manager. So, yeah, it was – and he's he's a really good guy, too. He really helps us a lot with – stage presence and writing music and he's taught us a lot so shout out to him
4: so were you writing uh, you were writing before him though correct or is he really one that first kind of got you
1: well we, we were writing I mean we wrote like some just really bad songs like when we were like <laughs> yeah. first starting like just some we were literally listening to them uh, at the end of practice today
4: um, yeah hang on to them yeah, uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah but uh I mean like we we have an EP out on iTunes our album's about to come out uh, in a couple weeks, and when when, our, when we had our EP, uh, that EP was when Todd helped. Like Todd helped us with that whole EP. Uh, he helped us with writing it. He helped us with producing it, um, or he produced it. But we uh, like if if Todd wasn't with us, we probably wouldn't even have that EP out because uh, he really helped us. He really uh, helped us get that out there. So.
0: it's got to be comforting having I mean Todd has seen both sides of the record industry and it's got to be kind of comforting having somebody that that has you know knows how things go and and, you know I guess who to when to be protective of your image and your sound and you know um, I just feel like if I if you were having a band you had somebody like him mentoring you that would be very very helpful uh, especially with everything he's seen so at what point did you guys start playing originals in your set was it pretty pretty early on, yeah, or
2: actually, we had uh, I think it was the played the stage stop, and uh, I believe we opened for Lord Tracy. I don't know if anybody's heard of that band. Um,
4: is that the one that had the old Pantera singer? Do you know that? Yes, yeah. it is. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, before Phil, before Phil, since Elmo, he was the singer.
2: Yeah, and, uh, real nice guys. Um, Miss Nita of Stage Stop, a very very nice lady. Um, so we played that show and we had a song called Highline and uh, we thought it was so cool I mean it it's, it's a good song but I mean of course it you know isn't wasn't written with experience or anything but that was the one you know that that was, that was our, the first that one. Was our hit single <laughs> <quote>. <laughs> yeah. so and that that was really fun just doing that
4: and so you you started on pretty pretty early opening for some pretty big names right uh, I mean that. Tell the people you've opened for.
1: Well, uh, we opened up for, um, we really like the crazy, like, holy crap show. The first show that we did was when we opened up for Kansas at Snowden Grove. Um, And we didn't, uh, at the time when we played that, the Snowden Grove stage was under maintenance. So we had this little uh, side stage that they built to the side of it. Uh, where Kansas was playing and everything. And we got to open up for them. And it was just, like, the like one of the coolest things that's ever happened. It was insane. Uh, just That was really when, like, we had our own green room and everything. And it was, like, so exciting. I remember it was, like, couches and everything. And we were super happy. And, I mean, we were nervous, that show. Oh, my gosh. How long ago was that? That was, um... That was April 2015, so a little so over two years ago. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, Matt, when y'all are opening for bands like that that are big, do y'all get to meet them and, and hang out with them beforehand or...?
3: Um, not so much beforehand. Usually they're sound checking like three hours before we even get there, and then they leave to go do whatever when we're sound checking. But after we're after they're done playing, so after, like, the entire show's over, they'll usually come out, and usually they come to us, because they're like, whoa, you guys are really good, we really want to meet you guys, and we're always, like, the same way. It's like, it's really cool just to see them, like, well, I like this person, I look up at this person, and then they come and tell me that I'm really good. <laughs> I What just happened? And we always take pictures and all this stuff, and they're always really, really nice, really supportive, and...
0: So, y'all opened up for L.A. Guns. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Where did y'all... Where was that?
2: That was... Rock House Live.
0: Now, was this the Tracy Guns version or the... Uh, Phil... It was Tracy... Second. No, second. Oh, no, second? second. Okay, yeah. Phil. Um, so, when y'all meet these guys, I mean, are they are they cool to you or... Is mm-hmm. that... Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, we haven't... I mean, there, there might have been one or two people that have kind of been... You know, weird with this because we're kids, right? Yeah. But mostly, I mean, any band that we open up for, and we kind of prove ourselves to the audience and stuff. I mean, they're awesome with this.
0: That's cool. I was
4: going to yeah. say that it probably changes once I actually hear you play. Yeah, you I know. Know. yeah. yeah I know. So, so um, with your classmates in school, how aware are they of this of the band and this you know the success, the buzz surrounding you? I mean, well, it,
2: um, I mean. Since, you know, we we have a good supporting system behind us, once again, our parents, you know, they want us to do great in school. So, honestly, I don't think we talk ourselves up a lot at school. Uh, I'm kind of there just to learn and have fun while I'm doing it. So, I I talk about other things, you know, hobbies, you know, like basketball, sports talk, and, you know, draw and stuff.
4: Well, it's a good attitude to have, but it's just you know, at that age, you know, kids are playing video games, or doing everything but opening for Kansas. Yeah, you know,
2: and most of them don't even know who Kansas is. So. <laughs> well, that's a good point. That
4: is a good point. So yeah, I was, just, I was just curious, you know, how much the classmates are aware, and you know, the ladies, how much they're aware, you know, because hey, man, if that, if, if that hasn't happened yet, I mean, get ready.
2: <laughs> from from my experience. They don't really care, especially <laughs> my age. They're like, man, as long as you got some money, I'm good. Man.
0: <laughs>
4: don't worry, it'll get their attention soon <sighs> enough.
0: So, how often are you guys playing in front of in front of people versus practicing?
1: Um, I mean, it just kind of depends when we book our shows, but we we try to practice like twice a week. And usually, when we're practicing, we're working towards our next show. Uh, so, like, we have uh on the the 20th right is our next show yeah yeah 21st 21st uh we're playing that show and then we have uh rock haven 28th so sometimes we might play like week after week sometimes we might play a show and wait like a month before playing another show it just kind of varies with when we book our gigs and stuff
4: all right you've talked about an ep is available you've got an album coming out when is that coming out has there been a official date
1: there isn't an official release date um, but it is going to be coming out right around uh, Rock Haven or so right around the 28th you're going
4: to be able to sell it at the show Mm -hmm. yeah
1: that's our goal we should be able to sell it
4: alright tell us a little bit about the album
1: Uh, well Todd Poole helped us with it Um, we we worked on it
2: I mean how long like a year a year or so Mm -hmm. we didn't work on it long I don't think maybe Maybe about three or four months like just getting it down like in the practice room and then it took oh my lord maybe four weeks total to record it and so it it wasn't a long process at all
0: well we were talking about uh, we you know um, we got emailed the the single "Boon," and we were just talking about how good it sounds and it's such a full sound it's such a full sounding Mm -hmm. song you know it sounds big it's up front um, yeah. yeah and if you're listening to this uh, go uh, go get go listen to to boom because it's on it's on your YouTube because I've played it I think I've played it live um, you know you can you can it's see it the there too. it's on the website so the song is really good and it we were talking it, it kind of has a little bit of a you can kind of a little bit of a saliva kind of the course yeah. and everything yeah, a over. big you know big booming no, no pun intended Yeah. yeah. Um, of uh, course. So the other songs on on the album. What what some other other songs to look out for?
2: Well, um, we play four of them live. Mm-hmm. Uh, that includes "Boom." Uh, we play a song called "Motor." We play a song called "Spotlight." We play a song called "Breathe." Uh, <clears throat> and not, uh, you know, you kind of want people to get interested in the other ones. Right. So we don't play those live. And the four that we play live, um, "Breathe" is. Very, uh, it's about, um, about you know, love and stuff. Like I gotta add one of those in there,
0: yeah. But you gotta get the girls there, man. Yeah,
2: uh, it's it's kind of a more of a punk song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spotlight's a very jam song, and uh, Motors is more of a metal song.
0: So, um, to speaking of Rock Haven, you know, we were saying like you, you have Rock 103, which is the big rock station, has been here now for 40 years, and you have the big three Memphis bands that, you know, they've meant a lot to uh, all of us. You know, all three of those bands, you know, we, we, we grew up listening to. Um, it kind of seems like they're kind of handing off the baton to you guys, you know. Um, do, y- do y'all feel that? Or are, y- are y'all going to be the next big thing out of Memphis? I mean, we hope so. We sure hope so. <laughs> That's what we're working we're,
2: towards. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You got to have the right mindset. I don't think we have it.
4: Okay, so you're set. You said you've got about four that should be playing. What is it? What else is it going to consist of? Are you going to do covers? We don't need you to give that. Yeah, you don't have to that that specifics. Away, but but, are you going to do uh, cover songs? Songs from the EP. Okay. There's one song off the EP that we'll do,
2: but I don't... There's one cover. But, okay. I mean, if, you, if you've ever been to an Under the Radar concert, you might know
0: that one. Okay. We'll keep that a secret. <laughs> so after Rock Haven, uh, the, the album will be out. Do y'all, are y'all going to have... Are you going to pick up the touring? I mean, the, the you know playing more gigs.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to try to get to it a lot more, uh, especially with that coming out. So, yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be trying to get out there a, a, like a ton as soon as that's done coming out. So.
0: so do y'all only play on the weekends, or do y'all ever play any, like, paid gigs during the week?
1: I mean, like, some sometimes uh, if there's a small little show during the weekdays, like, we have played some, like, ones that come to mind, or sometimes we've played at the Hard Rock Cafe during weekdays uh, and some other places, but pretty much, like, 90% of our shows are during weekends.
0: Yeah, I would think school would get in, get in the way of that.
4: yeah. So what's what is next? What's the game plan? I mean, I, I know it's it's to make it to make it in the music biz, right? Yeah. You know, I mean that's the ultimate goal. Just
2: keep working, just keep keep your work ethic up.
4: Yeah, and so you got the record coming out, and is is it? I guess Todd's going to help you as far as pushing that, trying to hopefully mm-hmm. get a deal.
1: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, that's the goal. Uh, we're just going to keep on working, like Zeke said, and like even if we get to a level where we might be like oh my gosh we we could have a chance of maybe getting far out there just keep on working like we're not gonna stop so that's uh have,
0: have that's y'all that's heard true. of a band called Greta Van Fleet
1: yes we have
0: you know they they I think I was listening to an interview with them I think they graduated high school in May so i mean those guys yeah, you know young. they're not much much older than y'all and they're they really are good. they're really good and they're uh they got a lot of you know a lot of movement behind them i just wondered if y'all had had heard of them since y'all are kind of in the same age bracket yeah
1: i have they're uh gosh their singer is freaking awesome that's like uh, i've heard some of their songs i think they have a dp out that yeah. i listened to a little bit um, of a of black smoke
0: yeah. yeah yeah they're they're really uh they're really good all right, so we're kind of coming to the end of it. Is there real, any, real quick? I just yeah. was just going to
4: add to speaking of you know play, you talking playing on hard rock and with your age and everything. Somebody who really juggled that would be Zach Myers. I mean, I used to see Zach when he was fifteen playing in this you know Zach Myers band, blues trio. So has, has he been? Have y'all been in touch with him? Has he been able to add any insight, help you guys out?
1: Yeah, I've uh, we've actually met him before, um, Zeke's. Zeke's a Shinedown fan, so he yeah. he's definitely a big
2: fan of him. Uh, we, I, he came yeah. to Oz Music Room one time. Mm-hmm. He was the Patrick Francis tour benefit. We all met him. And he's just a real
4: nice guy. Yeah, he always comes across as super nice, and I mean he's a huge supporter of everything Memphis, so I imagine he's probably
0: going to be someone to hook up with. Yeah,
2: he's actually shared our Boom video on Facebook. That's cool. Oh, that's yeah. really
0: cool. He has a lot of Twitter followers and Facebook followers. Yeah. You got anything else? No. Okay. Um so before we wrap it up, do want to tell everybody to uh, go to Twitter and follow these guys at uh, UTR the band. Go to their website, UTRTheBand.com. The album is called So Alive. It'll be out around October twenty eighth. The single is boom. It's really good. I suggest getting it. Uh, also on Instagram at UTR Memphis and um, under the Radar Memphis is the Facebook uh, page. And guys, when we, whenever we have somebody on, we do a thing called Rapid Fire at the end. So we'll just start with you, and I'll ask a question. Chris, I'll ask you a question. We'll just, we'll just rotate through it real quick. Just real simple, one-sentence right. answers. So we we'll gonna start with you first. First album you ever bought.
1: First album I ever bought, 2020 Experience by Justin Timberlake.
0: Okay. Let's go around.
2: Yeah. yeah. I um, bought... Uh, Troll
0: okay.
3: soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> uh, Van Halen one.
0: All right. All
4: right. Your favorite. Your favorite album right now.
1: Favorite album. Uh, Evil Empire by
2: Rage Against the Machine. So uh, but Under the Radar. <laughs> <laughs> um.
3: I would say Spirit of the Radio by
1: Rush.
0: Oh wow.
4: Spoken like a true bassist. Yeah.
0: Uh. If you your favorite band. Favorite band? Other than none of the radar. Uh
1: Red Hot Chili Peppers, probably.
0: Okay. Uh Park. Cool. Rush. Well, <laughs> the bass player over here. Yeah, does anybody have a
4: uh, anybody have a favorite song or favorite current song even?
1: Um I think the greatest song of all time is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. So,
0: it's not bad.
2: Um, time to Change and Blue Christmas Bogus.
0: Wow.
3: I like Tom
0: Sawyer. <laughs> Back to life. Right. I'm sensing a, a, thing. <laughs> right. I think everybody likes Tom Sawyer. So like, I'm
1: gonna, I'm Let's gonna do. ask one
0: more question, and I already know what your answer is gonna be. Uh, <laughs> if you could be in any other band, well, who would it be?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Um. Doesn't have to be yeah, current that either. That is a
1: hard one because I want to be in like a ton of. That would be awesome to just be in like a ton of cool bands. Probably Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. I think
0: yeah. Big Chad Smith fan.
2: I love Chad Smith he's one of my biggest drum influences if not my biggest in any band that uh, has a lot of guitar players they can trade <laughs> off with of each
4: other Maiden. there's band. where you gotta go
3: <laughs> um, actually I would like to be in the Victor Rutan band really mm-hmm. I really like Victor Rutan. very big influence of mine
0: well that's cool I've, I was the bet in the house money was on Rush <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Look, uh, we really appreciate y'all taking out a little bit of time to come over here and talk to us. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're in the Memphis Mid-South area, October the 28th, Rock Haven at Bank Plus Amphitheater in South Haven, Mississippi. Uh, it's, you're going to see Under the Radar, Every Mother's Nightmare, Roxy Blue, Tora Tora, and Brett Michaels. It's going to be an all-day thing, from what I understand so uh come on out and uh, if you're within drive yeah get there early and if you're within driving distance please come um, and uh, please go follow these guys on their social media and they'll have all the information up about the album uh, best of luck to you and we'll see you guys on the 28th Very awesome
1: thank you, thank you.